0: Welcome to the Merge Feast, the podcast where we satisfy your cravings for all things Survivor. We're your hosts, Sam and Mags, and this is a recap for Season 46, Episode 1. Let's go! How was it? Was it a good taste of what's to come?
1: Oh, I hope so, because this was a fantastic first episode, in my opinion. This just had a whole new level of life into it that 45 was lacking.
0: Yeah, 45, the first episode, was kind of a dud. first two episodes definitely really
1: and this one was just amazing to me it got me so excited for this next season.
0: Yeah, it seems like we got some good players, some good characters, some good people. I'm excited to watch. We start off with a big old monologue, Mm -hmm. like they hired, you know, a voiceover actor. Yes. To do some professional work.
1: And I was shocked to see what the guy of the voice looked like in the end. Really? Uh Uh-huh. I imagined the owner of that voice being this big, like, I don't know how to describe it, What can't I think? Fat. I don't know about fat, but I definitely didn't imagine them to be like a skinny, short person.
0: Yeah, is he short? Tevin's like a normal height.
1: I just was imagining so much bigger than that.
0: Okay, just somebody huge. Yes. Like Andre the Giant. Uh
1: (laughs) And before, all before we see Jeff, We get a highlight of of a few different contestants Mm -hmm. and I wrote their names and kind of a little blurb about them if you want to break down. Sure. It starts off with Banu who applied to be on Survivor as soon as he became a citizen and he brings the energy we need into this season. This was a fantastic start. He is full of energy and he's outgoing and he talks with his hands. We love him, okay? Then we get to Jess. Jess says that she's a little odd play this game, and then it cuts to a picture of a face drawn on a paper bag over someone's head. That could be anyone, but supposedly it's Jess. Supposedly. (laughs) And that's what makes her odd, I guess. Then we get Hunter. He says if people bond over being Taylor Swift fans, then he won't relate, so immediately he's dead to me. (laughs) Then we get the contrast, which is Charlie saying that he rode the Swifty bus all the way to law school, so (laughs) he is now number one in my power rankings on an unrelated note.
0: He brought his Taylor Swift socks, he said. (laughs) He's ready.
1: I love that. I did not catch that. Then we have Tiffany and she's a hustler who has worked with Nike, which is very cool credentials in my mind. Then we have Venus who says that she is tiny and going to do some sneaky. Yeah. Shit. Kenzie says that is in her stilettos and ready to party, which is a weird analogy for a beach competition. Then we get Soda. She says she's going to play hundred per freaking cent. And I'm just starting to like her when it shows a clip of her at home. She's a teacher. And she erases what she's wrote on the whiteboard with her bare hand. Straight to jail. It's
0: the cardinal sin. <laughs> You're not going to be able to write on that same part again. It's going to struggle. The marker is going to struggle. It's
1: not about the marker struggling. It's about your hand having the marker residue on it all day.
0: Oh, you can wash your hand. When you wipe a whiteboard with your hand, it gets the oils from your hand on the whiteboard. No, that means nothing. I've never had
1: that happen to me. Everybody knows. It's all about the hand. Nobody knows. Everybody's grossed out about the hand, I'm telling you.
0: No, no, no.
1: Are you serious? You think it's about...
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know it's nobody cares about getting marker on your hand.
1: Everybody cares about getting marker on your hand.
0: Oh please, I could go days with marker on my hand, I wouldn't even notice. <laughs>
1: You and Soda would get along. Okay, last (laughs) but not least, we have Q. He says he doesn't like to lose and coins his nickname as QB, which is fantastic. I love a good nickname. We get all of those intros before we even see Jeff, before Survivor is announced. And those are all people with like great personalities. These are people that are awesome for TV already.
0: Mm -hmm. I got chills when they get up to the, they call it the marooning. Mm Mm-hmm. This is really the first time they've started using that term. Yeah. Am I crazy?
1: No, I don't think I've heard that either.
0: Yeah. So they, they come up to the beach. They're all riding their, their little boats, their little dinghies. They pull up to the beach in their tribes and Jeff welcomes them. Apparently it's been a stormy day. There's rough seas. People are vomiting in the yeah. boats on their way over. Jeff has, Jeff has this really weird monologue where he tells them all that there's one person there that no matter what they do, they can't win.
1: Yep. I was shocked by this. What's the opposite of a pep talk? What do you call that?
0: A a beb talk. If you flip it upside down, (laughs) the P's become B's.
1: This was a beb talk. (laughs) An all time beb talk.
0: Just really. I'd never seen
1: anything like that.
0: Yes. Oh, man. It's funny, though, because he's 100% spot on and we find out who he's talking about. In like five minutes.
1: I just think it's wild. What a hot new take on reality TV shows. I really think that Jesse Palmer on the next season of The Bachelorette should say that. When all of the men show up, he should say that. Congratulations all for making it here. It's not going to be most of you. Most of of you you will fail. One of you you will get
0: rejected. No matter how many opportunities (laughs) you're given, you have such a revolting personality (laughs) that you will have no shot. (laughs) That would be great. But he denounces the names of the tribes. We have Yanu, which is the purple tribe. Got it. Nami, which is the orange tribe. Mm -hmm. And Siga, which is the green tribe. So keep that in mind. Nami, Yanu, and Siga. I read those in a different order than I read them initially, so don't let that get you confused.
1: (laughs) You're out here trying to confuse the listeners already. <laughs> sure. That's
0: right. It's I figured it, does, it makes no difference to people whether we say the tribe name or the color because you can't see it either way. We get to the first challenge. Did you have a challenge breakdown for us?
1: Yes, I do. Two members will race down the beach, crawl under a muddy net, and retrieve two very heavy puzzle pieces, then bring them all the way back. Then the next pair goes, and so forth until they have all the puzzle pieces and bring them back to build a podium, which one person will then climb and use a long pole to retrieve their flint. The first tribe to receive their flint wins their supplies. The second chooses sweat or savvy. And the third is left with the second choice.
0: There's only six people on each tribe. So they get three pairs to go out and get all the puzzle pieces. The classic muddy challenge. They do this, the first challenge of every season nowadays, They you got to get covered in yeah. mud. They show up in their fresh, clean clothes. Honestly. And the survivor producers are like, I'd like to put a stop to that. <laughs> So they they have to they have to dive into the mud to crawl into the net and at some point during this first challenge somebody screams out attack that thing like a starving man on a Christmas ham did you write that down
1: are you kidding me no how, how could I have missed that
0: it came out of the background
1: you're kidding me say like, that say it again
0: it's almost like the sound guy forgot to edit it out. <laughs> But he said, "Yeah, like a starving man on a Christmas ham." Never heard that one before. No,
1: that's gotta be made up.
0: It's a keeper. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna use that.
1: That's like a a Jakeism. Remember last season, Jake was saying all sorts of weird phrases. Had I heard that one, I I would have Googled it to see if it was a real phrase. But mm. we have we have to trust it at this point. We have
0: to trust it. I think that person knows better than Google. <laughs> I don't even know who it was. They knew.
1: Well, Hunter whips through this challenge incredibly. Um, He retrieves his puzzle piece and comes back to help his teammate all before his teammate.
0: He's able to make it back.
1: Yeah, it's incredible. He, I think, is going to be somebody worth watching in these challenges.
0: Yeah, he seems like he's got no personality, but uh-huh. he does seem like he'll do well in all the other aspects of the game.
1: Astute observation.
0: And he's he's self-aware enough. He knows he's got yes. no personality.
1: Mm-hmm. Now what I'm thinking while I'm watching this challenge is you want to be the first person to go under the net. Not necessarily the first person like ever, but when you go in your sets of two, you want to be the, the first of the two to go under. Mm. You do not want to be where the other person's kicking up mud and making <laughs> the net bounce. I think it's important that you go first.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take a note. And I add that to my survivor survival mm-hmm. guide. I I think that this this challenge might have been a backup challenge. Interesting. Like if they had a boat, but the the seas were too choppy, and so they had to move the the boat challenge to the beach and do a separate beach challenge. Because Maybe
1: you feel you like, like they normally do a boat challenge. Yeah. Yeah, you're right.
0: So this could just this could have been just a backup challenge. Yeah. The mud didn't seem as muddy as it usually is.
1: <laughs> that actually could be very accurate because of that bad weather for sure. Yeah. Maria carries a puzzle piece on her back. It literally looks amazing. And I'm thinking in my mind, who is this woman? She's so cool. And then it clicks in my head. She's the woman who said she had three natural births. And I'm thinking, okay, that tracks. That's
0: right. If uh, someone would call it mom power, it looked more turtle, turtle-like.
1: <laughs> it looked more turtle power than mom power. <laughs> At the end, they're doing their puzzle, and things are getting really intense. The team who wins first has already won, and it is between the two other tribes and Charlie on Siga. 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 Mm-hmm. He just yells to the people who are doing the puzzle, Something's wrong. <laughs> and I'm thinking, can you be a little more specific?
0: Yeah, what? <laughs> What is wrong?
1: Like something's wrong with this puzzle. Like you have to pee. What's happening?
0: Can you imagine <laughs> you just go to the doctor and the doctor just is, opens your your file and just says, well, something's wrong. <laughs> and then he closes it and walks out. That's not how it works. All right. You yeah. got to pinpoint the problem. If
1: you're going to yell at the people doing the puzzle, have information.
0: <laughs> something's wrong. But yeah, at the end of the day, Nami wins. That's the yellow tribe for those keeping track. <laughs> Um, Siga gets second place, so they get to pick... Between Savvy or Sweat, and then Yanu has to take whatever Siga doesn't pick. So Nami gets their their pot, their machete, and their flint, and they go back to their beach. Mm-hmm. Siga chooses Savvy, which I would too, yep. to be honest. And that leaves Yanu to do the Sweat challenge when they get back to their beach. For those two tribes, they have to complete those challenges to earn their pot and machete. Right. You know what I thought? It would be kind of nice if one of these seasons, the sweat challenge was just not actually a challenge, but was just like a nice, relaxing time in a sauna. (laughs) Just like switch it up because nobody wants to do it. Yeah. So what if they made people volunteer for the sweat challenge? Mm -hmm. And then when they volunteered, they secretly were taking to a reward, but they had to lie about it.
1: absolutely love that.
0: Or they get to choose. They could either take the buckets up and down or they could go to a sauna.
1: (laughs) So let's talk about this sweat challenge.
0: Okay. We got Q and Jelinski. Yep. Jelinski.
1: They have to fill two huge urns with buckets of water from the ocean.
0: Yeah. And it's about, it's probably about a 50 to, or 40 to 50 yard walk back and forth.
1: Sure. I am so bad at gauging those sort of distances, but I'm sure that's right.
0: Based on the width of my television Uh and (laughs) several other factors.
1: (laughs) There are holes in these buckets, which they do not know until after they have filled them and water is leaking out of them.
0: The holes are pretty big. I don't know how they didn't notice.
1: I have no idea how they didn't notice. And I think they attacked this poorly. Yep. I noticed that they started with clothes and they ended up taking off, they t- ended up taking off most of their clothes probably due to the heat. I think they should have wrapped their clothes around the bucket. I think that would have helped it contain more water. I just think there wasn't a whole lot of strategy here.
0: I agree. I think they needed some savvy mm-hmm. combined with the sweat challenge. Even just go grab some some you know some leaves or something, right? right? And then wrap those around the bucket yes. and then tie your clothes around them. Because if you can preserve twenty five percent more water in that bucket, you're cutting a fourth of your time down or a fourth of your trips off. That's significant. Yes. Just trying to just trying to help, but jelinsky has he's got a he's 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 a legend a survivor legend in the making <laughs> he's he's never gonna back down from anything q too i mean q's not quite as outspoken about his greatness as <laughs> jelinsky is, but he was the number two real estate agent in the country. <laughs>
1: And that directly translates into playing Survivor, for those of you who are wondering.
0: That's right. I was expecting Q to start a chant like while they were going up and down the beach, just, we are number two. But he'd have to correct it. I used to be number two. (laughs) That's what it it should have been.
1: I thought this was actually quite a good look for Q. Reminded me a little bit of Sabaya from last season. He was kind of like pumping them up. He was Mm -hmm. saying how we can do this. And he had lots of energy, even though it looked like they were fading. And it looked tough
0: yeah it did over the savvy challenge the the green team sega they choose ben and charlie to do a number puzzle it seems it was it was not really a number puzzle but it was disguised as a number puzzle right and but they're they're chosen to do it they have to flip over their hourglass and and in this puzzle find the combination to their little combination lock Meanwhile, they they start working on that. They just start pointing out all the different numbers. It's only a it's like a three digit combination lock, but it <laughs> in the puzzle there's like eight different numbers. But hey, they're circling all the numbers in the puzzle. So good for them.
1: Ben and Charlie. Charlie are fantastic together. I absolutely love their dynamic. I love both of these guys so much. Charlie's my Swifty, and Ben totally reminds me of Eddie from Stranger Things.
0: Oh, yeah, he does kind of give off. Well, he's got the kind of that hard rocker vibe.
1: Yes, but in kind of that like unexpected, like quirky outgoingness. I just really love these two. I hope they can work together in an alliance. I hope this isn't the end of seeing them working together.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, it is the end of their challenge because the time runs out on their timer without them completing it. And they disappoint their whole tribe.
1: But Ben almost had it. What ended up being in this, sm- what is this called? Smart? Savvy. Savvy. Mm-hmm. Potato, potato. <laughs> you actually had to look underneath the challenge after you cross out all of the letters that were written in kind of like the word search type yeah, format. Well,
0: yeah, because it had all the numbers spelled out in this kind of yeah word scramble. But when you cross those those numbers out, the letters spelled dig underneath. Yeah. The yes. lock. hmm
1: and Ben looked underneath the lock.
0: He needed to, he needed to dig.
1: Yeah. He looked under it and was like, mm, nothing. He was so close to having it. Mm,
0: so close. But instead, they dip- disappoint everyone. Me included. They disappointed oh, yeah, me. Absolutely. But back at the, the NAMI beach, the winning beach, they're all getting to know each other in the water. No sweat. No savvy. They just get to enjoy their time. They have their tools. They're all just chatting it up. Liz is bragging about her businesses and yet can't quite succinctly describe what they do (laughs) (laughs) at first you
1: think she's definitely in in some sort of mlm pyramid scheme get rich fast (laughs) thing because she says i teach people how to write emails and make money from them that's right
0: that's right but if you'd like to meet you can schedule just like a get together Tevin is bugged by this, that she's talking about her money. The winning tribe of that first challenge never really starts playing the game Mm -hmm. until things get real. I agree. But Soda makes fire here. Good for her.
1: Great for her. I think this tribe is full of some awesome people. I think Tevin is going to be our narrator this season. His talking Mm -hmm. heads are really enjoyable, really funny, and he's going to have some good reactions.
0: Oh, Tevin's... Narration already is elite. Mm -hmm. You can just tell he's such a natural storyteller. He's a a more dramatic version of Drew. Back at the strength challenge, Jelinski is choosing to quit the strength challenge. I'm shocked. The sweat challenge, sorry. He decides that there's several hours, which is what the description said. That means seven hours. (laughs) He makes that up, first of all. And then he thinks, but it's only giving us four So there's no way we can do it.
1: He gives a gym look to camera. Mm -hmm. He looks the camera dead in the eye, which I thought was illegal in reality TV, (laughs) but he does it anyways. I'm going to take a screen recording of this. I'm going to post it to our Instagram with a few other things this episode that I caught, but this one was too good to pass up.
0: He Just looks at the camera Mm -hmm. and he decides to throw throw the hourglass and, and give up because there's no way we could do it. Mm-hmm. They, would, they would have made it easier if they <laughs> wanted us to do it.
1: <laughs> I think Hugh is disappointed. I think he's frustrated with Jelinski, but he doesn't want to put up a
0: fight. Yeah. Well, Q definitely can't do it by himself.
1: And he basically was. You could see that Jelinski was lagging towards the end. He just
0: gives up. He's just sitting down. Doesn't he know? Sitting
1: down, making googly eyes at the camera. Yeah, He's
0: supposed (laughs) to be pushing himself to the brink of death for our entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> How dare he? But he gives up. They give up. Back at the Siga Beach, we get a lot of beach hopping here.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: So back at the Siga Beach, they are the green team. The failures, The they failed the savvy challenge. They go home. But Ben, he's bringing the good energy. Yes. He didn't bring the tools. He didn't bring victory, but he's bringing some good vibes.
1: Yeah, everybody loves Ben.
0: Once again, just like last season, this was the word of the first episode, vibes. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about the vibes.
1: This one was more. T- Toler, toleratable, tolerable
0: tolerable
1: tolerable tolerable mm-hmm. tolerable way more than last season last season people like brandon and who's the other girl who quit
0: i don't even remember hannah
1: hannah those th- those guys were saying vibes and i'm like i do not like your vibes sorry yeah, you but people vibes. like ben saying vibes i'm like okay all right i can feel this a little bit
0: mm-hmm. everybody loves ben mm-hmm. We do get a little bit on Mariah, who's kind of the nerdy one. She wants to open herself up, make friends.
1: Is Mariah the business owner?
0: No, but she looks just like her. Oh, shoot. They All look right. basically the same. But Mariah is the one who said, I think it was Maria, asked Mariah. They're on the same tribe, Maria and Mariah. Yeah. And she says, oh, what do your friends call you? And she says, well, they call me Mo on the go. Unless I'm late, then they call me Mo on the slow. <laughs> 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 that one made me laugh uh mariah won me over already with that one that was good but they start to form a a woman's alliance in the sega
1: yeah which you know i'm all for i'm all for a woman's alliance
0: that's right you know who's not all for it tim tim makes me laugh later i don't know if it's in this segment but he says it's not he said we could talk about it now but he says i'm all for women's empowerment but man these women are getting together tim
1: says that he has a wife and a grandma so he knows how women operate so he says this and i'm thinking should we give this guy like an honorary like women's studies degree like he has a mom he must know everything there is to know about women
0: He didn't didn't say he has a mom. He said he has a wife and a grandma. That's right. He may not have a mom. (laughs) Keep that in mind.
1: Meanwhile, while he's saying all this stuff about how he cannot let this women's alliance happen, Charlie, who we must protect at all costs, (laughs) is caught saying, oh boy, oh boy, oh girl. Oh girl. (laughs) Yeah. It's giving winner.
0: Yeah, t- Charlie is like, oh yeah, I've worked with women my whole life. I, I like all of my bosses everywhere I've ever gone have been women. I can I work with women all the time. And Tim's over there like kicking rocks. Like, oh man, first we give them the right to vote. Now they're gonna be- vote me out.
1: You and I know this. Opening a coconut without proper proper utensils is incredibly difficult. I've watched you try and open a coconut before. I didn't and- think you were
0: gonna bring that up. <laughs>
1: And I'm not saying it gave me the ick, but it's not, I'm not not saying it's that.
0: Not my proudest moment. <laughs> it was one of the toughest coconuts I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> these guys I'm I'm impressed by them ripping these coconuts open. I just mm. got to give them the proper props because that crap is hard to do. I have a quote from Kenzie. Okay. She says, "Who needs to win the challenge when you have all these beautiful people to look at?" Oh yeah. I can say that. I am in the beauty industry. <laughs>
0: I know what I'm talking about. That
1: is so funny to me. That quote does not really make sense. <laughs> like Even what? Like you can people. say like, you know what beautiful is because you work in the beauty industry or you can decide what's worth losing a challenge for because you're the beauty industry. I just, where's yeah, the no, correlation it seems,
0: there? It seems like she's claiming that she can say what's be- who's beautiful and who's not.
1: Okay. Yeah. She's in charge.
0: When personally, it's one of the easiest things to do. <laughs> You could show me anybody, and I'll tell you in a split second if they're beautiful or not. I feel like it's kind of something we're all born with. Yeah. You know?
1: And I have to say this. I think somebody in the beauty industry, specifically being a hairdresser, has a huge ability to win this game. Hairdressers can talk to just about anybody, and they're almost like a therapist, but in a more casual setting. I really think a hairdresser could win this game, just not her.
0: Not her. (laughs) All right. Bold. We're getting the predictions out already. Here we go. I'm just going to cross Kenzie out the list. We don't even have to talk about her the rest of the podcast. She's, she's, she's out. She's been written off. <laughs> oh, back at the NAMI beach, they have all kinds of stuff going on. They're just They're just having a good time.
1: Yeah. Tevin calls Venus a princess, Mm -hmm. and Venus is immediately offended by this.
0: She's triggered.
1: She is triggered, and and Tevin says like, "Oh, don't think that's a bad thing." And I'm like, "Yeah, hello, Moana, Elsa, Tiana, hello, princesses have been rebranded."
0: Kate Middleton. (laughs) I actually think there's something going on with her. Maybe we should (laughs) talk about her.
1: But she is immediately bothered by this, and it's like on. You could just tell like this rubbed her entirely the wrong way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that she was trying to avoid that that kind of stereotype because she's smaller than everybody else. Right, but... And so she feels like she's going to be on the chopping block. Sure. That first tribal. But, I mean, you can't hide your size. Yeah, right? and we
1: that's can't. what Tevin's saying is princess isn't a bad thing. Mm-hmm. She should have just rolled with it and taken it as a compliment mm-hmm. instead of being openly offended by it.
0: Yeah, that's... She should have just pulled out an old, I'll be shooting for me own hands type <laughs> I forgot
1: about Merida. Is that her name? Merida. Merida. Merida,
0: yeah. Merida. Brave. I haven't even watched that whole movie. <laughs> also on the Nami beach, Hunter is getting bugged at the camp songs. Mm-hmm. He's not having it. He was a camp counselor. One of the things he hates most is camp songs. Uh-huh. And naturally, Soda is at the fire singing, big booty, big booty, big booty.
1: <laughs> big booty, big booty. <laughs>
0: Oh, the worst of all the camp songs. The
1: worst. That's the she, best. He pulled
0: it out <laughs> right at the beginning. I'm with Hunter on this one. I hate camp songs.
1: I just think it's an awfully bold move of Soda to be singing camp songs mm-hmm. at this adult competition.
0: Yeah, this juncture mm-hmm. of her life. Exactly. At her age. But we do get another alliance out of this segment. Hunter and Tevin, they come together. They form the Andy Griffith Alliance. And this is what we were talking about with Hunter is he's boring. Has no personality, hates camp songs, but he is self-aware enough to know he needs to link up with someone yes. with personality right. to kind of hide his, you know, reservedness.
1: And I was excited at first. First of all, I love how everybody is naming their alliances already. Mm-hmm. This got my hopes up because I thought here is our unlikely duo of the season, but I don't think Tevin's in. Really? He shows some, some skeptics for sure.
0: It's just, it's just day one. You know, Day one jitters. Yeah. He just doesn't want to commit to something. He wants to kind of alliance around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back at the Swifty Beach, Charlie is talking. They're talking about drinking. And Charlie says <laughs> that he loves a good fruity drink.
1: But I have the quotes here. Ben says he's been known to shred a long tea.
0: A long island iced
1: A long island <laughs>
0: A Long, Island. a
1: Long Island iced tea a time or two, to which Charlie says, oh, really? I'm more of a fruity drink guy myself. And I'm thinking, sweetie, we already know that.
0: <laughs> he says he loves a good Shirley Temple. <laughs> this is the tribe with the Women's Alliance. That's right. And they need a fourth, obviously, because mm-hmm. it's three women, three men, and they want to pull Charlie. That's right. As soon as he said he loves Shirley Temples, they were like, <laughs> he's the guy. <laughs>
1: Taylor Swift, Shirley Temple, sold. That's right. You had me.
0: That's right. And they again with this is probably the first episode with the most named alliances in Survivor. Oh, definitely. So they all
1: want to be iconic.
0: Uh huh. Charlie's Angels alliance is formed.
1: That's the best name I've ever heard.
0: That's that one could. If
1: have not, I mean, like either. the out of the whole series,
0: I wonder, almost wonder that they were going to pull in Tim, but they didn't have a name for it, so they chose <laughs> Charlie.
1: Tim's Angels doesn't, doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah,
0: but Tim is getting so sus with the women. He just can't believe that they're becoming so independent. That's they're starting right. to work. They're closing <laughs> the wage gap. He is, <laughs> he is on edge.
1: In a confessional, Charlie says that he grew up in a town called Manchester by the Sea. And I would like to move there.
0: Manchester by the Sea.
1: That is the cutest city name I've ever heard in my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that just fit Charlie so well?
0: It does. It's like, he's like a character from the Truman Show. Now, Are before
1: we... we go to the NAMI beach.
0: Okay. Yeah. Before we go to the NAMI beach. I have
1: beach. a declaration. Yes. Liz is our third person person of the season.
0: We had so much third person in this whole we episode.
1: Did. We did.
0: Maybe want to throw up. It was the worst part of the whole episode. <laughs>
1: it, it was the low point.
0: Okay. I'm being a little dramatic about the throwing up, <laughs> but I didn't like it.
1: I think Liz is going to be the queen of it. Liz. She did it so much. So just... I'm just saying that now. Keep an eye on Liz.
0: Okay. So now we move back to the Nami tribe where... Venus is out looking for an idol, and Randon catches her. Randon. This is the only screen time Randon gets all episode. But I did want to say to you, don't you feel like everybody got a little bit of screen time? Yeah. Usually, some there's like two or three people who don't get any screen time until like the second or third episode. Exactly. Everybody got at least one talking head. I think.
1: Like I remember last season on like episode four, Kelly got a talking head, and and I was like, I've never seen this girl before in my life.
0: And she ended up being one of our favorite players. Yeah season
1: so usually you're right there's somebody like that that kind of comes out of nowhere and you're like whoa i do not remember seeing this person maybe that person's randon
0: yeah yeah randon catches her and he's suspicious of her he says she's dangerous because because her looks her is that what he says Uh or is that just what we all assume
1: no he says that yeah he says he knows a poverty when he sees one
0: yeah i did see a funny tweet that was like yeah, someone sees a smart, beautiful woman and said, "Must be a parvety." <laughs> yeah, it's got there. That's got to be that I yeah. fit in that archetype. I did think it was funny when uh, Venus said, "Sure, you're correct, but how dare you?" <laughs> uh-huh. The other good thing to come out of the segment was Soda saying that her sodar was going off. I quite liked that. That was that was a character building. It
1: was, movement. and you can tell when somebody's proud of something they said. Because they'll say it in their confessional and they will say it to another contestant, which she did. Mm-hmm. So she was proud of that.
0: Well, you know she uses that in real life. Don't you think? You think so? Oh, yeah. She's telling her friends like, oh, my Sodar's is going on, going off about that boy you're dating. I don't like him.
1: I need it's, to come up with something like that for myself.
0: That's right. I'm Magdar. Let's just you know? quit while we're ahead. Yeah. <laughs> we get our first journey. The boats pull up to the beaches. Tevin is narrating it beautifully, but he... And Maria and jalinski are chosen each from their respective tribes to get on the boat, be taken to another island, meet up together for what they're all assuming is a chance at some sort of advantage. Mm-hmm. This whole boat ride, Jelinsky, he's just landed on a little thick. Uh-huh. You think? Oh yeah. He was he was borderline insufferable. Yes. I just I couldn't believe the stuff he was saying. Like Again, talking in third person, mm-hmm. saying, Jelinski's a legend. Yeah. Okay, this is what legends do. This is where legends Jel- are born. Jalinski is a survivor legend. And I thought, buddy, you, just, you couldn't even bring a few buckets of water into <laughs> an urn. I think it's time to just cool it with the <laughs> legend stuff. So they get
1: there, and they approach the table, which then has instructions for kind of like a game of BS, almost, that they're going to be playing.
0: Yeah. There's three cards. Each card is different. There's a torch card, a skull card, and a vote card. And the person who gets the torch card identifies themselves, and they have to guess which of the other two, they have to kind of decipher which of the other two has the vote card. If they choose correctly, the torch person and the vote person get an extra vote. If they choose incorrectly, the torch person and the vote person lose their vote and the person with the mm-hmm. skull gets the extra vote. jalinski gets the skull. So no matter what, everybody knows in this game you're just going to lie. Right, right. You're just gonna you're gonna lie. It's nothing personal. Like it's just a card game. Right. Like it's it's a card game within a much bigger social game. But this is this is the easiest lie you'll tell in the whole game. Exactly. Because everybody's gonna lie. In and this it's situation. sanctioned. Uh huh. Everybody's gonna lie in the situation. Nobody would blame you for lying, except Jelinski, who lies at first and then decides, you know what? I don't want to make people mad at me <laughs> that I don't know. I'm just going to give up my vote.
1: I think that Maria played this so well. Maria ended up with the torch, meaning she kind of ended up being in the judge seat. Mm -hmm. And I think that she played to the ethos so well. Is ethos the right one? Is ethos the one that appeals to your emotion?
0: Could have been pathos or logos.
1: Oh, I think it's pathos. It's Mm. definitely not logos though, right?
0: I don't know. I missed that whole lesson.
1: (laughs) Anyway... (laughs) She uses some logic to explain to him, I'm going to find out which of y'all is lying to me in a matter of minutes. And whoever is lying to me, I will be going back to my tribe and telling them how you lied to me and screwed me over. I'm not saying this as well as she did, but I think that she uses a great strategic move here to kind of guilt him into telling the truth, which works. He caves like that.
0: He caves immediately. And really, it's a hollow argument, right? It's right. It's this... this This thought that everybody's going to be mad at him because he made her lose a vote. Mm -hmm. Like, nobody's going to be mad. People will be thrilled that you made somebody on their tribe lose a vote and make them a target. Like, (laughs) like, he just, he is so scared. Oh, but, you know, he grew up in Vegas, so he knows how to gamble.
1: He says he knows when to hold him and he knows when to fold him and he knows when to walk away.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He loves to walk away. (laughs) He loves the fold and walk away for sure. Oh man, he's already thinking about the merge. It's like, dude, you've been there for 10 minutes, okay?
1: You got to make the merge first. You got to
0: make, pass the first vote. Just let's get some perspective. But luckily he goes back to his beach and he gets roasted.
1: His tribe was not having it.
0: As they shouldn't. They they were all 100% right. Like, what's wrong with you? You chose to just like basically sell out and just say you had the skull card because you didn't want to get 12 other people mad that you don't have to live with? Right. Like, what about us?
1: Uh (laughs) You got to live with us.
0: (laughs) Man, Banu is the best though. I think already this was probably only 45 minutes into the episode and I knew that Banu is... He's ready to be crowned the most entertaining survivor player of all Mm -hmm. time. Can't agree. He is so emotive. I don't know if that's even a real word, but just every emotion comes across his face and you can see it from a mile away. It is incredibly (laughs) entertaining. I love it. It probably will not do great for his game. (laughs) But he is... Oh, he's so fun to watch. He was making me laugh.
1: On the Sega beach, Tim is wearing his buff in an all new way that I have never seen before. And it's hard to surprise me with a buff style.
0: (laughs) You're the expert.
1: I took a screenshot. I'm going to post this on the Instagram. It is tied around his forehead. Mm -hmm. Like... A bow. I don't know how to describe it. It's not on his head like a beanie, but it's also not on it like a headband. It's like he folded it in half and pulled it tight and tied it in front of his forehead.
0: Back at the Yanu tribe, Jess is losing things. She's not sleeping. She's really struggling to sleep. She's losing it.
1: She reminds me quite a bit of David from Millennials versus Gen X. Mm-hmm. Kind of small, scared of everything. I think if she can manage to stay in the game, she could have a great growth or growth mhm
0: yeah i agree i think she has great potential to be kind of this nervous very kind of scatterbrained all over the place player and become something more for sure. Yeah. Either that, or she gets voted out next tribal. Uh huh. We'll see.
1: And honestly, it could go either way at this yeah, point. Yeah, it really could.
0: But in this segment, Tiffany finds the advantage. And of all the people to find the advantage, I'm so glad it was Tiffany.
1: Yeah, me too. Although I'm immediately mad that she tells hairdresser lady.
0: Seemed like she must have just been close by. Yeah. And so she. But well, she
1: walk. literally like calls it over to her like four times. After the first time, give it up. She didn't hear you. You tried. Now you get to have your own little secret. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think. That they already did have an existing, you know, alliance. And I think if someone's there within, you know, within sight, in your eyeline, mm-hmm. I think it's better to try and pull that person in if someone you trust rather than try and hide it. Like the risk of trying to hide it and them seeing you try to hide it mm-hmm. hide it destroys too much trust. Right. If it's someone you don't trust anyway, then try and hide it all you want. But when it's an alliance member like that, it's not worth risking the trust that you have already established. It's better to just bring them in on it. It's kind of a bummer, but it's better to bring them in on it. Right. Obviously, I mean, I could
1: see that. I'm just all for having a secret advantage that nobody knows about.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's ideal. Mm -hmm. That's definitely the ideal. The show takes a quick break here and we will as well.
1: All right, Sam, I am so excited because I reached out to Ever Interiors, which is a business here in Utah that helped design a few rooms in my house. I absolutely love their services. Reached out to them to see if we couldn't work out a discount code for the listeners.
0: They sent us a code merge m-e-r-g-e for 10% off any service at everettinteriors.com we'll put the link in the description of the episode and they can design anything from one room to your entire home they do in-person and virtual interior design services so you can reach out to them for a quote very much worth the time and effort to reach out to them. They will save you time and effort. Oh and yeah, be big spending time. On your own. You
1: can also give them a follow on Instagram at everett.interiors. So many good interior design tricks, hacks, ways to beautify and simplify your home. Absolutely love these guys. 10 out of 10 recommend.
0: Now we're at the immunity challenge. Do you have a challenge breakdown for us on this one?
1: I do have a challenge breakdown, but before the challenge breakdown, we do get a debate on what the word several actually means.
0: Yeah, it means a lot. Yeah, more than a few, I think I agree with. I looked it up. What does it mean?
1: What's your final guess?
0: Just more than a few, probably five to ten. 3 to 4. What? Yeah. If somebody's using several as 3 to 4, mm-hmm. that is that's criminal.
1: I think a couple means 2, a few means 3, several means 4.
0: Several means yeah, 4 is okay. 4 to 10.
1: <laughs> that's such a wide gap.
0: <laughs> well, there's got there's nothing in between several and dozen, so it's got to cover a big gap.
1: That makes sense. At first, I didn't like you said that, but now I get it. So several can now mean from four to 11.
0: Yeah, that's fine with me.
1: All right. I'll write it in on the wiki page. Here's your challenge rigged down. They race to the top of a ramp where they have to untie a giant gecko. Those and things were huge. It was huge. I think I heard Jeff say it was 500 pounds. And they have to drag it over a wall through a tunnel and to the top of a deck where two players then race to solve a puzzle. First two tribes win immunity.
0: Yeah, those geckos were like, I think he said they were 16 feet long and 500 pounds. Disgusting. The only thing bigger than those geckos in this episode was Jelinski's ego. <laughs> I've been saving that one up for a while. <laughs> they get going on this. It's it's a really physical challenge at the beginning. They have to, obviously have to lift this gecko up and over. The hardest one is getting it up and over kind of the, the fence. The wall. Yeah. yeah, the wall. And the problem is, is they get the little head over and then the people on the other side just grab onto the head and just basically yeah. dangle from it.
1: People were putting their full, they were holding onto it and dangling with their full body weight.
0: Yeah. And I think they thought they were helping, but the problem was the full weight of the gecko is still on the other side. Mm-hmm. So all they're doing is they're pushing it down yes, onto the, it harder to the lift. top and making it harder to lift. If it were up and they were actually pulling it down, that would make sense. But they were just making it harder for their team. Tiffany does it pretty much the whole challenge. Yes. She just dangles there and the physics just don't work out.
1: It doesn't. I wanted to tell them, you don't need, this gecko doesn't need extra weight.
0: You're 100% right. And Jeff knew that too. So he was trying to drop those hints. They were just ignoring him. Yes. I think. Once again, Nami gets to the puzzle first, mm-hmm. and they get off to a great head start. And then after that, it's kind of head-to-head between... Man, I'm forgetting their names. Yanu and... Was it Riga?
1: Not Riga. That can't be right.
0: The capital of Latvia. Suga? Sega. Siga. Siga, <laughs> Siga and Yanu arrive at the puzzle together. And luckily for Siga, the two people that Yanu nominated for the puzzle are The Quitter and... <laughs> The girl who hasn't slept in like three days. Once again, Nami finishes the challenge first. They win immunity. And Siga, not Riga, Siga (laughs) takes second and they win immunity as well. So yanu takes third again and they are going to tribal council kind of good news for tiffany because it means she, she gets needed that the clue for her her hidden immunity idol
1: and she didn't have to throw the challenge yeah to ex- get this exactly unless that's why she was hanging on the gecko in that way <laughs> which true. maybe that's something to explore That's
0: true but or maybe that's why she agreed to let jess and jelinski do the puzzle
1: honestly though When Jeff hands the immunity idol to Venus, Soda reaches over and just like casually takes it from Venus before she can really hold it and Mm. swerves it and like passes it behind her. Don't know why she did that. But it made for a pretty awkward moment for Venus that I had to go back and watch a few times. I actually love this moment now. I took a screen recording. I'm going to put it on the Instagram. I don't know what Soda was thinking. It's obvious she didn't have like bad intentions, but it's a little cringy for both of them.
0: Yeah, it's weird. I actually watched I didn't rewatch it, but I noticed it in the moment. Mm-hmm. Just kind of a bizarre.
1: Like Jeff is pretty clearly going to hand it to Venus, uh-huh. who is in the center of the group.
0: Mm-hmm. And Soda just snatches mm-hmm. it out of her hands. It's an interception. I, it looked. I thought maybe she was passing it back to Hunter because I wonder if he did most of the heavy lifting mm-hmm. of the gecko. So maybe she just thought like, hey, he deserves to hold this right. or something like that. But Banu has a little bit of a, a crying moment for his tribe of Yanu. He says uh, to Jeff, you know, it's gonna be hard. He's he's emotional. But then he is in his talking head right after. He's immediately he's ready to cut throats. <laughs> He goes from emotional not wanting to get anybody out to I can't wait
1: gotta cut one of these guys loose <laughs>
0: back at the Yanu Beach Jelinski is done dirty here by the editing he has a quote <laughs> did you notice this tell me he has a quote where he's saying there is just no stopping in the game of Survivor and in the background like the the B-roll that's playing during this quote <laughs> is him laying down
1: Just like says to him she's like don't you think you should go with everybody to the water well and he's like no
0: he's like oh, me yeah <laughs> I wrote in my notes that Jelinski must be an industry plant. There's no way he's Honestly. a real person. <laughs> he is so unbelievably out of touch with just who he is and what he what is What his doing. skill
1: level looks like in the game. Tiff, Bana, and Q have a very mature conversation about who to vote out, I must say. Banu? Yeah. Okay. Is it is it Bana? Banu. Banu.
0: Yeah, you said Bana.
1: Banu. Wait, what is it again? Banu. Banu. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be a tough one for me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, they have a, a great conversation. It seems like they might work well together, although all three of them basically have different opinions. They seem to be communicating it really well, and Banu is literally like a mediator. He's standing in between the two of them, and he's like, you both have such valid points. I like your idea. I like your idea. But what are we going to do? Like, I just thought the communication here was pretty spectacular.
0: But I just loved watching Banu be the mediator. Yes. <laughs> just with his hands, so he was going from back and forth, just Mm-mm. now that's also something we really need to consider.
1: Now to talk about maybe the best moment I've ever seen on Survivor it made me laugh out loud to my TV alone in my basement, and I had to go back and watch it several times. They are talking about getting Jelinski out. It then cuts to Jelensky saying that he is nervous about getting voted off. And Banu cuts him off and shoves some food into his mouth like he's the holiday cheermeister at the holiday jubilation. (laughs) This is not pudding.
0: (laughs) Yes, that's a way. That is a strategy we've never seen. It was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime someone starts to express paranoia, you shut them up with rice. (laughs) You coconut and he's
1: like room. i'm nervous and bonnie's like you're nervous what and he just shoves food right in his mouth and he feeds him it's not just that he like encourages him to eat he literally grabs a shell of rice and puts it into jolinski's mouth <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're nervous look at you you're skin and bones <laughs> it's so good yeah, no, Banu is elite.
1: I'll take, I should take a video of that one to post it. That's too good to pass up. Yeah,
0: it's great. But well, before we get to tribal council, we need to talk about Tiffany. For sure. Because she finds the clue to um, find the key, to the hidden immunity idol that's locked in the box. But it's just like a... A set of symbols and it just says, crack the code. And you got to think that maybe on a flag somewhere, there's some sort of cipher, right? Right. Something that's going to give you what these symbols mean.
1: Some sort of key hidden around the camp.
0: But instead she just looks at the symbols and says, yeah, I know what it says. (laughs) It was incredible. She just is able to just deduce based on kind of context clues. Oh, this is a three-letter word. I bet this is the. So if this is the, then probably that means. Oh, this is a T over here, and that's an H, and that's an E. So oh, this word is probably in. So then that's an I, and that's an N, and w- and she just she solves it. It's incredible. By I've never seen
1: anything like that before.
0: She needs a job with the CIA. <laughs> we need her working on national security <laughs> issues intercepting the messages of our enemies send a resume that was i've never seen anything (laughs) like that
1: and well-earned she gets her idol
0: can you imagine if jelinski had found that he would have gotten to the symbols and thought oh my goodness there's no way i'm gonna solve this (laughs) and just crumpled it up and thrown it in the ocean (laughs) oh man But man, Q also is spitting some facts about Jelinski, about how he talks a big game, but never backs it up.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I agree with that.
0: So it's kind of a back and forth debate. Are they going to vote out Jelinski, who says that he's going to, you know, be survivor legend, and in fact, he's going to be the laziest player we've seen in decades, Mm -hmm. or is it going to be Jess, who's slowly but surely slipping into madness? (laughs) Those are their two options and they're back and forth.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Let's hop over to tribal council, shall we?
0: Yes, of course. Basically, the whole tribal council is one big slice of humble pie for Jelinski. They are just, they're going at him. Uh-huh, they are. So is Jeff. Thank goodness.
1: Jelinski says that he and Q share the same mindset of not, <laughs> of not giving up. And I thought for sure we were going to get a great reaction of Q rolling his eyes, but he doesn't. You has that's like, great
0: self-control. He
1: does. But that's like somebody who you think is super ugly saying that they think the two of you look alike. <laughs>
0: I hate that. (laughs) That's exactly what it's like.
1: As a side note, I do have to say, I think this is the coolest tribal council setup I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, it was cool. It had very East Asian kind of like Buddhist temple type yes, I've
1: never seen them do anything like that. It was so cool looking.
0: I thought that probably Jess was going home here just based on everybody's chit chat. That was my prediction that yeah. I wrote down.
1: We did get a good reaction shot of Q in a time when I wasn't expecting it, mm-hmm. but I will take it and I did take a recording of it. He has such a funny... Look, when Jess is talking about having mush mouth.
0: (laughs) I missed it. Mush
1: mouth. It is so funny. He's disgusted with her. It's obvious.
0: (laughs) This person can't string words together.
1: (laughs) And I think Jeff scares the living daylights out of Jess when he's like, you feel pretty foggy, huh? And she was like, yeah. And he's like, yep, that will stay. Some people never get it back. (laughs) Some people come out here, they lose muscle mass they can never gain. Some people come out here, they lose their mind.
0: They go back home, family doesn't recognize them.
1: <laughs> Jelinski keeps saying in his pleading argument to not vote him out, I'm going to give 100%. I'll never give up. And I, it's just like, dude, pick a better argument. Yeah. Say something else. Obviously, that's not your strong suit. So quit doubling down on that. Why don't you try saying I'm loyal? Mm -hmm. Try saying I'm loyal. Try saying I'm going to work really hard in challenges. Like I have physical strength. He needed to get away from the I'm never going to give up 100% argument.
0: Mm -hmm. It's a good thing they blindsided him because if he had known they were (laughs) going to vote him out, he would have thrown in the towel. I.
1: Can't believe you just said that. Because in his talking head, as he leaves, he says it was a complete blindside. Was it? They were talking said, bad about your gameplay the whole game.
0: Says, I was a hundred percent sure that that Jess was going home tonight. How
1: could that be? <laughs>
0: This is where the lack of self-awareness
1: Yes, totally. Comes in.
0: He had no idea that his actions had consequences. It
1: could not have been clearer that he was going home to me.
0: It was, oh, it was obvious. Or at
1: least that he was on the chopping block.
0: They didn't, yeah, it was obvious that they wanted to vote him out. Yes. Now, the only thing he had going for him was that he was, you know, somewhat athletic and, you know, kind of a big body to help him through the challenges. Right. You know how wacko you have to be? <laughs> To get voted off first when you're like an athletic person. Exactly. You have to be a nut job.
1: <laughs> Honestly, though, he doesn't say goodbye to his tribe. It's a pretty awkward He's exit. He's shocked.
0: He's well- he has been talking himself up for years.
1: He's a legend.
0: Not just, who never gives up. I am I I know for a fact that not only was he talking to producers like that on the beach, mm-hmm. but he's been talking like that to his friends and family. Oh yeah. For years.
1: I got to show his face
0: about how he is going to be a survivor legend. Mm-hmm. If he got on that show, he would dominate. Mm-hmm. And people would know his name, uh-huh. Jelinski.
1: <laughs> but I do have to say, this is far more entertaining to watch than somebody quitting. Mm-hmm. Like I like seeing, I like watching The Delusion. Mm-hmm. I love talking smack about it too. Yeah. It gives it gives us purpose, but when people just quit.
0: Yeah, he didn't quit the game. Yeah. Big props to mm-hmm, Jelinski. Mm-hmm. He's only a small quitter.
1: I would take a delusional wacko over a quitter any day.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a, He's a small quitter. Yeah. He doesn't have the heart to quit big stuff. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think he is a quitter. I think he just is too logical Mm -hmm. in the sense that like, yeah, we probably aren't going to finish this. So there's no point in trying. Right. Like... Yeah, in real life, that might fly. Right. But not on Survivor.
1: People want to see your effort.
0: Uh Uh-huh. The whole idea of like, oh, yeah, I don't want to upset a whole bunch of people, so I'm not going to lie. Yes. Yeah, in real life, that's a good call, Mm -hmm. but not in Survivor. Long live Jelinski. Mm
1: -hmm. I can't wait to see him back on a season of all people who have been voted out first.
0: Right. He will find a way to get voted out first again. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get to our voting stats.
1: The voting stats are a little funky because we had five votes on Jelinski, and Jelinski did not have a vote. So there are no votes on anybody at this point in the game.
0: Perfect. It was unanimous. (laughs) Well, that's uh, it for the voting stats. Did we have a mailbag question?
1: We do. I want to know who you like this week. So not who you think is going to win, but who you're vibing with.
0: So Just like... Your favorite player, somebody you're you're rooting for, somebody mm-hmm. you're cheering for.
1: Yeah, you know what? I don't care for how every week I put effort into coming up with a question of the week, and then you rephrase it in a way that's better than the way I came up with.
0: <laughs> I I don't mean to do that. I can't think of a worse way to phrase. We <laughs> could. I should have just said two, four, six, eight. Who do you appreciate? <laughs> Yeah, let's hear what you guys think. As always, you can write in to us at our email, which is themergefeastpod at gmail dot com, or you can DM us on one of our social media platforms at the Merge on Twitter or at the Merge Pod on TikTok or Instagram. I want to know just as much as Magnolia wants to know. Two four six eight. Who do you appreciate?
1: Bye, guys. See you next week.